Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajb.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. And This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Well, have you thought out yet? How are you feeling this morning as we get into the conversation? Great to have you here. Real NWA JB, Josh Bertuccini in studio. We get to sound off and try to make some sense of a thriller of a night for Arkansas Razorback basketball. And now a scenario where the Hogs are alive again. It's live, I tell you. There is a pulse in Arkansas Razorback basketball. Land. Now today is a uh, still a little bit of a get out of the snow, thawed out, and get back in the swing of things kind of day, right? Snowscape outside in Northwest Arkansas. So if you weighed in last week and you found yourself voting for, I don't know, six inches, four to six inches, that's about where we were right here, kind of Fayetteville, Springdale area. It was right around four or five inches. Rogers, Bentonville, seeing in places maybe a little bit less or a little bit more as you went south. But I'll tell you what, it... um. It was a very cold weekend, and it's been extremely cold the last few days. So what we have here is, and, and y'all can try to explain this to me more because I still don't get it, but in the great state of Arkansas, we're not big believers in salt or sand or plows, really, and it's hard to get them out there, and uh, it's hard to lift that snow up when it's you know single-digit temperatures like we got for the last four days. seems like every couple of years, every two, three years, we get one of these storms that comes through and it puts us in our place for a week. And you know what today? If your kids go to school at one of the big four, which, you know, they very well might looking at the numbers, they're not going to school today either. Uh, school canceled throughout most of the region. Buses having a hard time getting around the smaller roads, the side roads, certainly. So uh, we're going to thaw it out today. It's expected to warm up to 40 degrees, which sounds Beautiful right now. <laughs> Everything is relative in this life. Give me 40 degrees and we'll go from there. But um, go slow today. Road's still coming out from under and uh, really looking forward to having things thought out and feeling better here in just a little bit as we continue the conversation. JB with you, Bunker Studio. Talk about cold. Arkansas Razorback basketball been cold shooting for a long time this year. Last night, not so much. Hogs come out the gates ready to go, playing some good team ball, moving it up and down. You finally see some shots dropping. What a start to this game on a night where the U of A played it right. Give them credit where it's due. You got to even this thing out and make it feel fair. That was a nice job by the University of Arkansas last night on a snowy, icy night. I think they've learned the last couple of years that it doesn't help you to have people scattered to the rafters in the arena. You want some kind of a home court advantage. You want to feel like, you know what? We actually have an intimidation factor. We have a loud contingent hanging over us, and that's what you got. Made folks wait till the 16-minute warning. I think some of the 
Security guards maybe had not had gotten that message. You saw some people, hey, let me go, let me go. It's a little weird for them when their whole gig is making sure people don't go wherever they want to go. But um, that was a smart move. People got to sit in some uh, some seats a little bit closer up compared to what they're used to. And you had a home court advantage. You did, despite the weather, despite the fact that you probably only had, I'd say, 10,000 in attendance there at Bud Walton Arena. It was an enthusiastic crowd. It was one that was focused and into it from the jump. I was impressed with the work by the fans yesterday, leading their team to a great first half, getting that energy stirred up early. And of course, then you got to start making shots. I said a little while ago, and I'll say it again. Now, when you're not making shots, it really doesn't matter at all what you're doing in the rest of the uh, in the rest of the uh, basketball world. You got to get buckets. That's why a lot of people still call it buckets. Hogs led by as many as 20 points in the first half. How about them apples? You thought this game was going to be a runaway, but no, no, no. Nothing comes easy in Razorback land now, does it? Wade Taylor took 32 shots last night. Man, are his arms going to be sore today. I would think maybe a little tendonitis in the elbow there. They call it tennis elbow. It's also, you know, jack elbow when you just jack left and right. Now, Taylor got hot in the second half and kind of lost touch with reality. He went zone land. And those last couple threes he hit to give AM its only lead of the game with eight seconds left were pretty remarkable shots. Taylor in 39 minutes finishes with 41 points, six rebounds, two steals. He was a one-man wrecking crew. This is not a good performance by Texas A&M last night. Um, they rebounded well, yes. They kept Arkansas to just three offensive rebounds, and they only had four themselves. But um, by and large, they had 19 themselves. That stat's wrong. So three offensive rebounds is actually right for Arkansas. That is way too few. Hogs out rebound, rebounded 47-35. to 35. In this basketball game. And um, you get, you're going to have to keep working on the physicality. Uh, Trevon Brazil, another rough night. Just eight points for Trev. Five rebounds. One for five from the floor. Yikes. He did have a block shot. But Brazil continues to have a very mixed bag season in his own right. Trevon Mark played the entire basketball game, y'all. Started, played the whole game. 40 minutes in this basketball game, 8 of 15 from the floor, 2 of 3 from 3, 17 of 22 from the free throw line. Talk about getting to the rack, willing your team back into the game, and not taking no for an answer. That's what Tremont Mark was up to last night. He finished with 35, and anytime this thing got a little wonky on you, including with 8 seconds left, Eric Musselman turned into his boy Mark. We've talked in the past about do you call a timeout or not, set up a play or not. They call a timeout. They get it into Mark's hands. He goes the length of the floor, does a little dipsy dunkaroo there in the paint, and hits a floater from about five feet away. Nothing but net, and that is a wrap. Arkansas keeps its season alive. That's what you did with a 78-77 to victory in a game that was not pretty. You know, you started so well early. You defended well against pretty much everybody on the Aggie team. How about Tyrese Radford, who's a really good player, held it 2 of 15 shooting in this game. I mean, so you got some you got some defensive work, certainly, out of Debo Davis, who was back effective again, if not smooth. 7.6 boards out of him. And El Ellis, who was seemingly a forgotten man, was a starter for Arkansas at the outset this year. And then for whatever reason, you know, lost the confidence, lost the swag, and all of a sudden lost his playing time and his role in this Arkansas Razorback rotation. Well, all of a sudden, Ellis back in the mix. He got the start last night as 
Musk goes with what? Three guards, Ellis, Mark, and Davis, alongside Brazil and Lawson. You got more of an effort out of Chandler Lawson last night, too. Hey, four points, five boards. They'll take that right now. But L. Ellis, 31 minutes. Arkansas's second leading scorer last night, y'all. One of only two players on this Arkansas Razorback team to hit double figures in this basketball game last night. That's it. It's only four guys in the entire game in double figures. Two for the Aggies and two for the Hogs. But 15 for Ellis, who also grabs six rebounds, two assists, and he's the smallest guy on the floor. That is what you want to see out of L. Ellis. Tenacity, ferocity, stick to He looked like he was back. And that's a huge plus for Arkansas moving forward. Meanwhile, um, Keon Medifield continues to struggle. First guy into the game off the bench. Played only 12 minutes. Did knock down a trifecta. That was when Arkansas was surging early. But continuing to have some issues on the offensive end. Now, plus minus, he was plus 7. Devo Davis a plus 10. Makai Mitchell a plus 8 despite only 3 minutes of work. But his size helped too. The one you don't get from an offensive, defensive, plus-minus rating that much is probably Jeremiah Davenport because he is locked in right now on offense. Like, I watch Jeremiah Davenport right now. This guy, the rim looks, you know, as big as an ocean to him. You can tell. The eyes light up when he's wide open. He lets it go. Now, three for nine yesterday is not great, but he hit his first few shots. Finished with eight points, and yet, minus 13 defensive rating. That's not great. That is not great at all. So you wonder what's going on there. Maybe get him going on that end a little bit more. Uh, second chance points, AM 25, Arkansas 9, fast break points 16 to 4, paint points 28 to 22, points off turnovers 12 to 1. I mean, you look over some of this, you're like, how did Arkansas win this game? How did the Hogs come away with a dub? But, you know, scrappiness and free throws, certainly Arkansas in this game, 31 of 40 free throw shooting. That is a lot of free throws, my friends. 31 of 40 from the free throw line for Arkansas, 23. Of 33 from the floor for Texas A&M. So both teams struggling a little bit. Though they were getting to the rack and drawing fouls. Both teams struggling to knock them down. Hog shot 77%. Aggies 69%. It's a big difference in the game. And obviously in the first half, tremendous perimeter defense out of Arkansas. As you harass the Aggies into one for 15 shooting from three. They made five threes in the second half. But this was a much better defensive effort. It was an Arkansas Razorback team that seemed like it gave a damn. We'd been waiting for that. I'm thinking of the gone with the wind and, you know, Rhett Butler and Scarlett O'Hare. And frankly, my darling, I don't give a damn. This team was starting to look like it didn't give a damn about playing with each other and getting after it. And my goodness, they um, they found a way to get a win in a game they had to win. And now we have a pulse again in this Arkansas Razorback basketball season. I'm not going to tell you. That one good night of basketball and this team's problems and woes are suddenly all gone, eliminated. That one wins a panacea. It's just fixed everything. I'm going to tell you, because I don't think that's the case. But it is a win in your back pocket. And now you get to practice for a couple days, feel better about yourself. And then South Carolina comes into town at noon on Saturday. Weather's supposed to be warmer this weekend. I expect the fans to turn out. I think that crowd will be even better. You'll have to sit in your assigned seats, but it'll be even better. And the Hawks have a chance to get within a game of 500 in the league. So South Carolina having itself a good season so far. You got a chance coming up on Saturday to get to two and three in the SEC right there in the middle of the pack. And all of a sudden, it's a mad dash for the NCAA tournament again. So look, nobody said it was easy. Basketball is not easy. 
And, you know, it's, it's, it's a work in progress every year. But you can't give up. And it's just like life. You can't give up and you can't give in. Don't do it. And uh, I don't think Muss is going to let this team let go of the rope. Certainly not now. A uh, little long out the gates. 15 minutes in the conversational mix. Josh Bernardini with you inside of the Bunker Studio as we are working on six months in this new operation of ours thanks to so many local businesses letting their support to Team B Media as we continue to get the word out about what they're up to. This is just an unbelievable region for new business and it continues to be a, uh, a very happy place for me and my family too. But um, we've got that going on as we continue through the uh, the early stretch of our time on the air with you on the show. Lots of ways to find it. However you want to do it, make it happen. Podcast gives you that time shift ability later on. So most of the kids not going to school today. Some of the private schools in the area, parochial schools are open, but most are not. And I think you got to make some smart decisions about what the roads are like around you. Because again, like we started talking out the gates, not a lot of sand and salt out there. We're kind of more at the whims of when does this old sun get out? Start melting the snow and ice for us. I think today's going to get us headed in that direction. Pretty good. All right. Uh, so good to be back with you in the Bunker Studio. It was a good time on the postgame show on Saturday night, though. A lot more dreary about the circumstances of this basketball team here today on a Wednesday, even with the cold weather and all the rest of it. I think things looking a lot brighter now. All right. Quick break. Come back. Got a lot of headlines to get to. NFL playoffs. Division around coming up. What was your biggest stunner? of the wildcard weekend. We'll get that in the mix as well. JB with you doing it 90 minutes live each and every morning, getting your day started right here on TV media. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu. The Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's. Celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. 
Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Every Northwest Arkansas, North Central Arkansas, and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. Looking at some numbers here, 78,000 listeners have found the show. We're not even six months into this bad boy yet, so you're uh, you're doing good, and we're getting there, and there's a long way to go where that came from, I tell you what, but spread the word. That's the way to do it. So many awesome local businesses uh, who have hopped on board here, loving Mock Legal Solutions, and their uh, new commercial. I love Rod shouting that bad boy at. You really couldn't have a better one, could you? For a guy and gal demo show, I mean, exactly, right? Perfect. Kind of fit on that one, and... I mean, look, if you've got a local brand or company that you are wanting to get out there, I mean, we, we rep it all from doctors to lawyers to car dealerships. You know, you're talking about a good insurance guy or gal. We'll do that for you. Uh, we got lighting companies. We got uh, plumbing companies here in the works. CPAs, a lot of stuff coming down the pipe here in the next couple of months. And never forget about those awesome restaurants because I eat at all of these places. And we've got some incredible restaurant game here in Northwest Arkansas as well. So good to have you on board. Just a half an hour in on a Wednesday, hit the ground running. And uh, it's it's a lot better to be with you after a Razorback win than a loss. You had plenty of people starting to check out on this hog team. They're done. They stink. They're no good. I can't watch it anymore. You probably didn't get the memo that must teams tend to start very slow. In conference play. But again, that's the case this year. Last night, it almost went off a cliff. Uh, you fritter away a 20-point a lead. You're hanging on for dear life at the end. And what do you do? You turn to Tremont Mark, just like in the Purdue game. And um, it wasn't even Musk who called that timeout with eight seconds left. It was actually, you go back and you look at that. That was Buzz Williams calling that T.O. Why do you call that there? Why, when you finally take the lead in a helter-skelter game like that, do you give Arkansas a chance to collect itself? I, I don't understand that move. Let's hear from Eric Musselman, shall we? Here's the Razorback coach about the end of the game. Let's get to it. Put the ball in T-Mark's hands and let him go. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we spaced the floor out. Um, you know, TB did a, You know, luckily we were able to get organized because we were out of timeouts. Um, and, and we were able to uh, set up a little bit of a press break. Um, even though they kind of matched up, you know, straight man, there was there was no, you know, press as there had been, so to speak. Um, and I thought that, you know, we, I mean, we got the ball in the hands of of who we needed to tonight because uh, T. Mark was was playing with such great confidence. Um, and then we just spaced out. We had Davenport uh, in one corner. Uh, we had L. Ellis in the other corner. We had. Um, you know, TB trailing as the inbounder. And uh, and then we had uh, Minifield on the 45-degree angle on the left side and just said there's no way we're taking a three. Like, we've got to go to the cup or at least get inside of that, you know, 12 to 14-foot range, really. 
I know on the play-by-play goes as a layup, but it was a pretty clutch shot. Just what did you think of the way T-Mark handled that? Well, that's his, I mean, he's, you know, I know that all the analytics people talk about, you know, mid-range being a bad shot. It's been a really good shot for us at Arkansas. Jimmy Witt, uh, Ricky Council, um, T-Mark. Like, it's a, it's a great shot for him, not a good shot. I mean, he's a lethal pull-up jump shooter, uh, 12 to 17 foot. And um, look, he had uh, 35 points on 15 field goals attempted. And um, I think as we continue here, we'll get you back to Muss in just a moment. It's important to remember that Wade Taylor, who outscored Tremont Mark, and I mentioned the South of Gates, he may have scored 41, but he took 32 shots to do it. All right, Mark, only 15 to get 35. All right, back to Muss, sir. You know, they were off spot, up assists. And, um, you know, we did a pretty good job. Uh, on the glass, not great, um, but decent enough to win the game. And, 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 you know, I mean, look, we led for 38 minutes. That's a drastic improvement from where we've been in our first three games to, to lead for basically the entire game. Give Texas A&M a, a, a ton of credit. They came back at a great second half. They've had a lot of come from behind uh, wins. It was an incredible shot by a great, great player in Wade Taylor. And um, they're super well coached. And now they're, they've been a hard matchup for us since I've uh, been here. Do you, do you feel like like they just didn't want to foul T-Mark on that last play? And that's why I, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't ever, you know, um, you know, comment. I, I wasn't in, you know, part of, part of their, um, I know that we wanted to, to try to get the ball uh, to the rim. Um, again, I did, uh, did not want to see a three point shot. Um, for us at that juncture. I mean, we had been to the foul line 40 times and wanted to try to put as much pressure on the defense as we could. Coach, did you know coming in that this might be a game that suited T-Mark or did when did you know that he was going to have a, a night like he had? Yeah, I mean, uh, we yeah, we felt like there were some, some areas on the floor that we could try to get him the ball. Um, I mean, obviously, it's pretty evident that from the start, we were we were trying to get him in certain matchups. Um, so yeah, and then I, I thought I thought we did a, you know they have two star players in my opinion. It's, you know, Radford we couldn't have done a better job. Um, you know, and Taylor, I mean, what an incredible incredible performance all the way across the board for him. But he did take thirty two shots. You know, which is which is which is a, you know I mean he he can get his own shot at will because he's such a special player. Um, and L hasn't played a whole lot lately, but you put him in the starting lineup tonight and he played pretty well. Just what did, what made you put him in the lineup and what did you make of his performance tonight? Just kind of, uh, you know, we've kind of been a moving target. You know what I mean? Like on who starts and, and um, I felt like he's a veteran and we were playing a veteran team. I mean, it seems like a couple of those guys been there since since I first got here. You know, I mean, I don't know if they have or not, but but a lot of fifth-year guys, a lot of guys that have played there for three, four years, um, a lot of guys that have played in this building and um, felt from an experience standpoint um, that was the, why we started the group. I, I thought Chandler had a lot of experience. Um been very level-headed the way that he follows the game plan and and um we knew that they were going to soft trap 
um, the pick and roll. We felt it was important that we had a guy that was a willing passer and a non-turnover player in the short roll spot. And, uh, and, and, you know, we had five assists and four of them from Chandler and one of them from Kai in his three minutes. So obviously going into the game, our five men being ball distributors and kick out players and hitting the dump off, man, was something that we worked on a tremendous amount of time in short prep. Uh, just what have you seen from, from L and how he's kind of handled maybe the reduced minutes to be able to come in tonight and, and play such a big role for you. And when did you maybe kind of, uh, tell him that he would be back in the starting lineup tonight? Well, whenever we practiced the other day, um, you know, to be honest with you, he, uh, he jumped out there with the first unit. Um, I was putting in a, a play, didn't call out five guys and he jumped out there. I was already going to start him. But then when he did that, it kind of showed the whole staff, like, you know, he, he wanted to be, he wanted to be in that first group. Um, I didn't call out a first five on purpose. I wanted to see who the first five that were eager to get out there um, as we were adding some. And um, look, we, you know, we need him to play well. And uh, I, you know, I mean, he went three for 11. Um, but the key was his rebounding. That's a career high. He played a lot of minutes last year. I mean, you look at those minutes every night and for him to, rebound the ball like he did um you know phenomenal and our bench has to rebound i mean flat out like i mean you know this plus minus thing is important to me and to our staff and uh we we got to get we got to get we got to get better in, in in the plus minus area from an individual standpoint some of our guys that that's got to happen for us Tremont took, I think, 22 of the 40 free throw attempts. Right, we're going to call it good on that note and got you a good six, seven minutes of Eric Musselman sound there directly from the uh, the post game yesterday. And of course, uh, Arkansas finding a way to get itself a dub in a game that, frankly, you had to have. If you're 0-4 after that game last night, if Tremont Mark doesn't make that shot at the end, we're having a very different conversation about this team right now. Instead... I mean, it's starting to feel a little bit like the teams did the last few years, right? A work in progress with some big non-con wins in Arkansas with Purdue and Duke already has a couple of huge ones, but some good non-con play. And then you started to hit the rocks later in non-con. You started to not look so good. And you take that baggage almost into league play and it's hard to shake it. I mean, once you're, once you're scuffling, once you're in that place, it can take weeks for you to get it back again and, and nobody guarantees you you will so I was impressed that this team clearly had been in the lab so to speak the basketball lab putting in work getting themselves back up to speed and it showed it reflected in the way they played in this basketball game lots going on today follow listen watch subscribe to the show the real NWHAB some headlines of the day Arkansas beats A&M 7877 in front of what 10 11,000 last night if you made the trek out good for you you probably got some great seats out of it Hogs will play South Carolina up next noon on Saturday this is a really important game you win this game you're back within a game of 500 and you're in the middle of the pack in the league and your net ranking is going to creep back up in the top 85 90 and now we talk about an arkansas team making a run at this thing if you lose to south carolina on saturday you give up a lot of the goodwill that you just generated for yourself with that dramatic victory other sec scores to share with you all this morning from last night tennessee thumps florida 
85 to 66. Volunteers still rank six. They've been top 10 all year so far. And 85 to 66, a 19 point victory. Three and one in the SEC for Tennessee. Florida Falls to one and three. And how about a 22 point half for Dalton Connect, who finished with 39 points in the game? Wow, for Tennessee. How about that? 12 and five overall, but 4 0 in the conference. They win 93 to 75. Nate Oates getting into it a little bit during the game. And look at Connor Vanover still playing college basketball. Two points in nine minutes for Missouri. Way to go, Connor. Um, Nate Olson, apparently, or not Nate Olson, rather, uh, Nate Oates getting himself some pushing and shoving. And here's the line afterwards after he pushed a Missouri player. Aiden Shaw, I think is the cat's name. All right. So he pushed Aiden Shaw. Toward his bench during a confrontation between Shaw and Alabama guard Aiden Estrada. What what do you all think? Can a coach put his hands on another player? I was always taught no, but he kind of like guides him away. And this is uh this has got Missouri upset. I think what got them more upset was getting destroyed and falling to 0 and 4 in the SEC. I mean, they're not very good this year, obviously. All right, other finals as we make it through a busy college basketball night. You also had South Carolina get upset at home by Georgia. How about that leading in the game on Saturday? Some good video for must to draw from there as Georgia beat South Carolina 74 to 69. It's a game that was uh, back and forth throughout. Gamecocks have overachieved so far this year. They were 14 and 2 before the loss. BJ Max 16 points. And uh Michi Johnson with 19, but not enough. So South Carolina falls to two and two in the league. You can tie with them in league play at two and three with a dub on Saturday. So noon for Arkansas and South Carolina. I got your people's postgame show right after for an hour of conversation. ETA two o'clock there. Top 25 scores. Purdue blasts Indiana by 20 on the road. Kansas routes Oklahoma State and Stillwater by 24. Oklahoma State 0 and 4 in the Big 12. Um, Kansas State knocks off Baylor. Penn State upsets Wisconsin. Cincinnati beats TCU. They're just top 25 games of note. And then the Cuse won a game. Yeah, over Pittsburgh by double digits too. Where the heck did that come from? NFL. Let's do some of that here. And then we'll break and come back and take you around these games. <clears throat> Question day today. As we get back after it, after some... Uh, some cold weather and some holiday time and you had games postponed and moved to Friday. How about that Steelers-Bills game getting moved? Don't see that very often. But uh, give me your biggest surprise from last week. And have the Cowboys fans recovered after that choke fest against, uh, against the Pack? Maybe. Maybe not. That was pretty bad. Browns throwing away their season, getting destroyed by the Texans. Joe Flacco throwing pick sixes left and right. That was a little bit of a stunner. And the Buccaneers... Just destroy the Eagles. I mean, you had some crazy finishes. And now we're in a divisional weekend. And so when we come back, we'll give you a little around the NFL action. Look forward to some of the games coming up around the corner. Jackson Collier in 20 minutes. Get some thoughts out of him as we continue this Razorback basketball team's conversation. Right? Arkansas back in the mix. And good to see it. And hoping there's a lot more where that came from. All right. uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll do that. Come back around the NFL, and a look-see at all of these games coming your way. We've got some great ones around the corner. Stay tight.
A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, horse cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall. Full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art, and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year, and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49, online, OlsonClinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. My friends, lots of ways to tune into the show. You got to have a mobile device of some kind, don't you? Just to get by these days. What you doing, a flip phone? My father-in-law, my man Dennis from Dakota, he's still doing a flip phone. I was like a little embarrassed to have him at the game a couple weeks back. We're, we're watching Arkansas and Auburn. First of all, the team was horrible in that game, so he felt bad about that. But then he's breaking out the flip phone a couple times. I'm like, can you look this up, flip phone? No, 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 put that away. Put that away. They're going to ask us to leave. Arkansas beats Texas A&M by a single solitary point. And yet, you know what? You know what? Sometimes that's all you need. Just a single point. And uh, A&M clinging to that lead for all of what? Six seconds. Arkansas led this basketball game for, what, 39 minutes. For almost the entire game. 39 minutes and 54 seconds. And then you're in a spot where you almost gave it away. Woo! Jackson Collier, some more basketball talking a bit. Uh, NFL. 
What a wild card weekend it was. A wild, wild card weekend. And then we got the divisional round coming up. Question of the day. Biggest NFL playoff surprise on wild card weekend. He had some different options. Bucks storming past the Eagles the way they did it to utterly dominate that game. To have Baker Mayfield so completely dominate Jalen Hurts head to head. That was a stunner. That was a stunner. Uh, Pack upsets the Cowboys. Again, the way these games happened is really what has to blow your mind a little bit. I I never would have thought, I mean, Green Bay winning the game, okay. But to think that they would have been up 27 to nothing on Dallas, that Prescott would have two interceptions in the first half, including a pick six, that Mike McCarthy would get worked by Matt LaFleur. I mean, that was an embarrassing end to the season for the Dallas Cowboys. After all the smack talk and all the rest of it, not the way you wanted it to go down, but into the offseason. And I think Mike McCarthy is toast. I don't think Dan Quinn's replacing him either after giving up 48 points. Well, Dak gave up six points in his own right. You get it. 40 points was not good. Uh, Texans blast the Browns. Was that surprising to you? A little bit to me. I thought CJ Stroud could get it done. Guys had a sensational year. Proof that there are actually occasional decent quarterbacks who come out of Ohio State. And uh, again, a game that's just, you know, 45 to 14. These are not highly competitive games. The best game of the weekend was, and it wasn't uh, Bills rolling the Steelers in the snow either, even though Pittsburgh slowly kind of pushed its way back into that game. Took themselves a while, didn't it? To get it going. I still think, you know, you you look up and down, Lions-Rams is the best game of the weekend. The fact that Lions won a playoff game, that they're able to celebrate it. Chiefs-Dolphins was gross too. Miami never really threatening in that game. Lions over Rams was the uh, was the marquee game of Wild Card Weekend, and so Detroit moves on as Jared Goff and crew stave off Matt Stafford. And you know the Rams fans are still screaming for a a PI call there on that Puka Nakua route at the end. Um, so those were the games last week, and sixty five percent of y'all this morning saying the Packers win over the Cowboys was the biggest biggest uh, surprise last weekend. And then there's this coming weekend as we take you around the National Football League. And really, in my eyes, the divisional round is the best round. The divisional round is the one that makes you feel like you're watching high quality teams across the board. Wildcard round, you got some teams to creep in there, maybe don't deserve to be there. NFL divisional round, pretty much everybody deserves to be there. Heck, you get the two one seeds. Let back into the pool. So the Ravens are back hosting the Texans 3.30 on Saturday. This couldn't have worked out any better, by the way, this weekend, y'all. Look at what we got coming up. You got Arkansas and South Carolina at noon. So you can take care of some errands, run around a little bit in the morning. Then you get Hogs and Gamecocks at noon. Then you got your boy JB on the People's Post Game Show from 2 to 3. And then you got Texans and Ravens at 3.30. So even a little time to get yourself resituated before the NFL divisional round gets rolling. Texans, Ravens, Baltimore is an eight-point favorite at home. ABC, ESPN, simulcast on that one. Unlikely the Texans can uh, can duplicate what they did last week, but we know Lamar and the Ravens have been a little shaky-shaky in the playoffs, so this will be, uh, be a fun one. I got to think Baltimore money line. Are they going to cover the eight at home? Probably. I'm leaning towards covering that too. How about a five and one for us last week in the wild card round? We are hitting that, that sweet spot right now. Five and one against the spread last week. 
Hopefully uh, y'all did all right there as well. For those of you who choose to participate in degeneracy, like I do, it doesn't make you a total degenerate. You're just, you know, you're dabbling. Packers and Niners, 715 Saturday night. How about San Fran, an eight-point favorite? Does that sound right? San Francisco, an eight-point favorite over Green Bay, despite the woes that they've had down the stretch. And they've had some woes. Christian McCaffrey a little dinged up. They sat him last week of the season. He gets the ball all the time. At some point, you would think he's just worn out. And then on the flip, you know, you're looking at a uh, Packers team that's playing outstanding football. And I know the Green Bay Packers fans listening are like, Darn straight, Joshua. I was waiting for you to say that. Jordan Love is all you need. I mean, Love is all you need. When he's playing like that, my goodness, playing as well as any quarterback in the NFC right now. And I include Brock Purdy in that and all the rest of them. Just outstanding stuff out of Jordan Love, who seems comfortable and confident and nimble. A lot like Aaron Rodgers with the you know one-footed throws and the sidearm stuff. Good for the Packers. Looks like they're having fun again, which they were not having with Aaron Rodgers the last couple of years, clearly. Um, not in the playoffs, at least. Niners favored by eight. That's a lot of points for a red-hot Green Bay team. So, again, hard to pick against the one seeds on the money line at this point in the playoffs. But when you look at the spreads, anything over a touchdown is a lot. Packers-Niners on Fox, 7-15 on Saturday night. And then we go to Sunday. And you get two very different kind of games on Sunday this weekend in the NFL Divisional Round. Buccaneers at Lions, 2 o'clock on Sunday. Game's going to be on NBC. Detroit favored by 6.5. Again, large spreads this weekend. Large spreads. 6.5 is just under that touchdown line, but still makes you think that uh, the hot money's on Vegas for sure. Tampa on the road has not been the same team that they've been at home. And the Lions looked like they figured some stuff out last week. Certainly a lot more weaponry going on there for Detroit right now than what kind of a wounded um, Rams team was working with at times last week. Or the Eagles, too. More so. I mean, A.J. Brown, my goodness, didn't even play in that game. Detroit favored by six and a half. Two o'clock Sunday on NBC over the Bucks. And last but not least, our four divisional round games. And they're all on paper. Pretty good matchups. Chiefs and Bills. The Bills is the two seed in the AFC. You're still like, where did that come from? But Josh Allen has been on fire. He's the number one quarterback in the league right now. When you factor in the running and the passing, how about that 52-yard run? A little dance, shifty move, and then explode through tackles. Incredible. Second longest touchdown run uh, by a quarterback in NFL playoff history, too. So you don't see that stuff very often. Josh Allen's a special, special player. Uh, So is Patrick Mahomes, or so I'm told. Even though the Chiefs have had a little bit of an up and down season, they're still right here with a chance to go back to the AFC Championship. But to get that done, Sunday night, 5.30, CBS. Bills only a three and a half point favorite at home. Chiefs had the better record for most of the year. Of course, the Bills beat the Chiefs in that game about six weeks ago. Remember down the stretch, the one where... Patty Mahomes kind of rebuffed Josh Allen, wouldn't give him love at the end of the game. Oh, it's a terrible call. This is a terrible call. And then he lost his mind afterwards and blamed it on the refs. Um, this is a little bit of a run back of that. Bill's fans seem seem agitated. The snow, the cold, the years of, of, of losing. They're ready. This is going to be a tough game for the Chiefs on the road. CBS 530, Bill's favored by only three and a half. 
I might have bumped that one up a couple more points myself. But that's what you got coming up this weekend. Four very interesting divisional round matchups after wildcard weekend. That was a lot of fun, too. What else do I have for you on the football? How about the uh, the coaches' openings? Falcons interviewing Jim Harbaugh days after he interviewed with the Chargers. Bill Belichick doing a little interviewing. Sounds like he's going to be back in the game here real soon. So, man, coaching chaos in the NFL only getting started, and it hasn't even revved up yet. All right. Uh, good first hour of the show. We'll step aside. 7.59. Question of the day today. was the biggest surprise in wildcard weekend? A lot of talk about Arkansas Razorback hoops, of course. When we come back from break, our man Jackson Collier, JC, from Arkansas Rivals into the mix. We get some thoughts out of him on an Arkansas Razorback basketball victory that may have just saved this season. It's the real NWAJB. Half an hour to work with. Stay tight. Coming right back. 